Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. another episode of Just Think the Podcast. This is Holly and Amy and Kristen. And we want to kick things off today with a message back from in December of our sitting president, President Joe Biden, and his dire warning to a good portion of the American population. Let's just remind everybody what was said back in December, the warning that we all received. Here it goes. I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now and it's spreading and it's gonna increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. (laughs) Well, we're still here. We're still here. If you're still here. We survived. Hello. We made it. And I even got COVID during the severe winter of severe illness and death. And oh, I, but we survived and it was not severe, was it? I mean, it well, felt like a little like I felt more. like ass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was but I also a couple years ago and it felt uh extremely similar remember the atlanta the atlanta yes. oh, listen i've seen amy with the flu in person and it wasn't pretty yes. <laughs> it was pretty much just like that if only y'all could just see what happened in the airport oh let me just say that, that Kristen runs like a gazelle and we about missed our plane and amy is trying to trot with the flu behind the gazelle i mean <laughs> I was breathing so labored and they left me in the dust and I was like, I don't know. They don't even know what's wrong. They don't even think anything's wrong. They probably like, they might leave me. No, we didn't know what was wrong because you weren't. And like, I didn't know I was sick at that time. She was sick, but, and y'all to be fair, we were not leaving her in the dust. My intention right. was to get our butts the and hold and fight for them oh, to right. hold the door open. Well, all <laughs> I did is I felt like I was going to pass out and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Am I that out of shape? Yeah. And then I got home and I, it was like within an hour downhill. You were like, yeah. Oh, I remember when um I had COVID back in the summer that um like I walked to the top of my steps and I was like, why am I out of breath? I didn't know I was sick yet, but I just yeah. remember being out of breath going, what is wrong with me? Like, I know I'm not this out of shape, but it's right. 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 Yeah. Um, so but anyway, we survived, we we survived, survived and it treated everybody differently, but we survived, but we can't, we can't claim well, at least I had the vaccine or it would have been worse. Right. But, but at, least, at least we had early treatment. But we had treatment. Yeah. Early and treatment. And really wasn't that bad. So, but everybody, like I said, everybody was different, you know? Well, you have early treatment without the, the unknown side effects or side effects that are actually, no. 
Because this week alone, we were just chatting before we went live. And trust me, y'all, we're going to talk about way more than COVID, so get ready. Like, in fact, yeah. most of this episode has nothing to do with it. We just had to celebrate the first day of spring that we indeed, all of us listening, all of us listening, survived. Whether you were vaccinated or not, doesn't matter, right? We all survived. We're here. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad. Congratulations. Yes. All right. So, um, but what but, but we were talking about, there continues to be really odd things. We talked about this with Dr. Um, Dr. Ryan last on the last episode, how these really weird cardiac events are happening in otherwise healthy people. We're continuing to notice more and more of them. Amy, I know you were just, you were just chatting through a, a, a list of some, what are some of the things that's happened just this week? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm trying to find them all. There was a- well, the first thing that got us started was this morning. We got a head, we saw a headline and we are just speculating, but this does not happen often but y'all if you're not paying attention start paying attention a 10 year old where where's that where's that um where's Um, that headline amy the headline sorry we have so many things we have to like filter through all of our things (laughs) um but basically it says 10 year old basically died dropped dead in pe class at school yeah collapses during gym class pronounced dead at the hospital Um, And it says that um, it was just a fatal episode during gym class. It was in New York. So school in Staten Island, they found the boy unconscious and and unresponsive. um, And he was pronounced dead once they got him to the hospital. And the investigation shows that he was participating in physical activity, activity during gym class. And um, that he had no like underlying anything that they knew of. There was no, you know, nothing. I just want to see the autopsy. I want, I want to see, I want to see the autopsy and they're already proving with autopsies, you know, that they, I mean, they've, they've already gotten it out there. This is no conspiracy theory. This is no speculation. They have actually had, um, coroners actually say that it was a COVID-19 vaccine related myocarditis because it actually physically looks different. And if you want to see the autopsies, we have them. Okay. Or we have the reports of them. And then another one was, there was a headline of what killed Dr. Sarah Beth Hartledge. She is the city of Louisville's COVID vaccine coordinator and a vocal proponent of mRNA shots. And she died quote unexpectedly last week. And she was 36. I mean, Mm -hmm. and we can definitely speculate that she had the vaccine. Let's not forget, um, in case y'all missed it, Haley Bieber, Justin Mm -hmm. Biebs, uh, (laughs) wife. she suffered from a random blood clot. And mm-hmm. even people uh, ran an article saying blood clots like Haley Bieber's are happening in younger and younger people. Um, and people interviewed a doctor, a cerebrovascular doctor um, that explained, he says, blood clots like Haley Bieber's, Bieber's can form for different reasons, mm-hmm. quote. Um, and then, you know, since then- I know are- one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Dion, a uh, Dion Sanders, uh, yep. he made a case for everyone to get vaccinated back in August of 2021. And, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Dion Sanders reveals he had to have two of his toes amputa- amputated following fir- foot surgery complications. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it says he was diagnosed with uh, three life threatening femor- femoral arterial blood clots in his left leg, uh, which resulted in 23 days in the hospital, multiple surgeries. Um, we'll refer y'all back to our episode with Dr. Cole. Mm-hmm. If you yes. really want to hear what's actually going on and he Dr. Talked Cole about it. talked about it too. And 
even if you look up in, in open bears, openbears.com, open V-A-E-R-S.com, that is a very um, like more cliff notes version of looking at bears. They actually take that, take the data and they make it, put it in simple terms. So if you want to go look it up rather than trying to go through that, go through the actual bears report, which is not easy to look at. You can see they actually show you the chart of how many times, how many myocarditis episodes have been reported over the past like 20 years versus just in the past year or two. It is ridiculous and it's eye-opening. Hey, but correlation doesn't equal causation. Um, so we can't say that for sure because you know there are other other theories like whales online ran an important um, article said that energy bill prices. Um, rising may cause heart attacks and strokes. Oh, um, oh my God. And the time change. Don't forget the time, the time change. change. It says that the article warns that war-related hike in gas and electricity prices for 22 million homes across the UK could mean more heart attacks and strokes. Um, so, you know, high gas prices. I, I don't even know how they can afford to gaslight us like they continue to do with the price of gas because this is nothing but straight gaslighting to say, oh, oh. And then of course we remember the climate change was causing blood clots. Right? Wasn't there something about climate change? The time change. It was the a time, time change. change. Okay, um, also just, just to keep going, um, <laughs> just like this was two, a couple of weeks ago, Nellie Corda, she's the number two women's golfer in the world and an Olympic gold medal, medal winner was diagnosed with a blood clot. She canceled all her public appearances. It's being treated at home. She tweeted that her arm started to feel like it was swelling up after a morning workout. Um, and her doctor told her to go to the ER right away. And they diagnosed her with a blood clot. And then this is from Coffee and COVID. And I love his sense of humor. He says, we still don't know what the temperature was in Nellie's workout room. <laughs> or whether they had turned the thermostat down to save on energy costs because of the high gas prices. That might be something to look into. We also don't know about her <laughs> diet. But she was exercising. So being out of shape can't be it. Maybe she smokes. Oh, and I just remembered, let me bring up the fact that wasn't there a um, report, was it on MSN or MSNBC? Talk, and they said the severe right-winged people um, and their fitness obsession. Yes. So now they're making fitness political. A right-wing right thing. Well, well I'm proud Call to be me a right-winger then. Call me a right-winger then. Because that. that's the side I want to be on. Because okay, I believe hey, take one, care one of your body. One more, one more. Uh, world wrestling legend Scott Hall. Okay, he died after being taken off of life support. Sixty-three year old had gone in for a routine hip surgery and had three heart attacks during the procedure for some reason. He never woke up and was pronounced dead on Monday. Coffee and COVID. No word yet on his temperature settings, dietary habits, or smoking status. And look, we are not trying to laugh about people's no. deaths, y'all. Like it is horrible that this is happening. And honestly, I feel like so many more people need to freaking speak up. Because yes. this is happening and people are still scared to say anything because of vaccine hesitancy or people are afraid to connect the dots or they're afraid to say something. You, by not saying anything, you're essentially going to be killing other people. And I'm not trying to say that like the unvaccinated killing the vaccinated, you know, like this is truly not speaking. Your silence is just, it's, it's providing even more ignorance. The only people, the only way people are going to be educated is if people start talking about their personal experiences. Right. Yes. Rafael Nadal, the tennis star, 35 years old. He is having like major breathing problems. He just played in a tournament and he said, and I quote, when I'm breathing, when I'm moving, it's like a needle all the time inside. I get dizzy a little bit because it's painful. It's a kind of pain that limits me a lot. It's not only about pain. I don't feel very well because it affects my breathing. Unless you say that these are anti-vaxxers, we want to remind everyone they got the vaccine. 
Okay, these right. are not anti-vaxxers. They got it. And they're so healthy. In general, these are healthy. And we're not saying this stuff does not happen, y'all. Right. But just start paying attention, Holly, just like you made the point that because you had a blood clot, right. you are more aware when you Very hear much. about it, you know? And I pay so attention to really every blood clot story in the news. I mean, it's it just because it's so personal to me, right? It's right. like, if you've survived cancer, it's like when you buy a car, then don't you yep, see that's what I was just about to say. You right? So, so we recognize you guys that we could be seeing these things. It does not mean they were all caused by, maybe none of them were caused by the vaccine. But what we are saying is if the pathology reports are reflecting and it's now confirmed that myocarditis and pericarditis, that cardiac events are a side effect of this. We also know it changes the clotting factors. Dr. Ryan Cole explained that on our last episode. Go listen to that. We are saying, wow, that's a lot of coincidences. That's what we're saying. And we're just thinking. We're just thinking, right. what if? What if this is related? And if it is, shouldn't we like absolutely put a full stop on these vaccines right now? But no. People are now doubling down. In fact, Kristen, tell them the text we just got this morning. Now that fewer people are getting the vaccine, we hear from our favorite pharmacist this morning. Remember? Oh, what did he say? Hang on. He, no, said, he said that now. Yes. Brent Tindall said that he is seeing it. Now, we don't know. He doesn't know yet how big it is, but it was with. Go ahead. Read it, Kristen. He, he just sent us a text this morning and said, and just like that, with the talk of a fourth shot, our reimbursements to vaccinate went from $40 to $65. I mean, that's like per shot, right? Yeah, because so, he was so saying- 50% more, 50%, it went up 50% more. Payouts, payouts. So again- well, That's on the hills of Moderna um, trying to push through the EUA for- The kids. Still the kids, like young kids, right? Like six, yep. six right. months. And then Pfizer is trying to get their fourth booster shot approved or has it been approved? Um, I don't know, I but I do wanted to, I wanted to point out while we're on this and I swear we're going to move on, but, it, and I'm going to come back to this, but before I do, it's not just about the vaccines, y'all. Like the whole point is that there's an excess in mortality. Like Edward Dowd, um, he was former BlackRock advisor or stock in the stock or whatever. I've got a great video of that. So it's all, it's on the rumble account. Y'all, we can't play everything, but if y'all want it, I can send it to, we, you know, just check it out or we'll put it on the resources here. But they have been looking at, and it's straight from the CDC data, the excess mortality. We've already been talking about that, that insurance agent in, where was it? Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Somewhere. And 40% increase in mortality. The military has been showing the increase in mortality. It is crazy high. There was a great podcast we listened to. I'll add that to our resources too, about the Pentagon covering up excess deaths. So y'all need to look at this. So we're not saying that it is causing it but it's yeah. worth looking into when people are dropping like flies and these are the ages of like 18 to 40 something he said the millennials or maybe 20s i'm sorry whatever he was when, when, when circling back to dowd was um he said it's the millennials are experiencing like a vietnam war it was like 60 58,000 or 61,000 died just in like a certain quarter of 2021 the last quarter right and in all of history th uh, things are pulled uh, biologics or pharmaceuticals are pulled after 50 yeah. deaths. Oh yeah. Brent has already sent us several texts, like just showing 50. us the recalls each day that he's yeah. getting. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. So we've well, well surpassed that. I mean, look into it. Pfizer and just pulled some blood pressure drugs because it yeah. was giving people, um, had a carcinogen in it. They had a carcinogen in it that if you took too much of, obviously it could cause cancer and they pulled it out of an abundance of precaution or out of a precaution 
Well, why haven't we treated this the same way? And if we say it's because we're under Emergency Use Authorization yeah. Act, there is no longer the same emergency. And why, guys, ask yourself, why haven't they done away with calling this an emergency? Why? Hmm. Because they get to do what they want to do because they can infringe on rights and freedoms as much as they possibly want to, or they can try, unless we, unless we the people do anything about it. They right. love this. They love this thing. Okay, so let's, okay. let's move on. I, I, and one more thing on the, on the vaccine, then we can move on, unless y'all had something else. But I wanted to just read this just a few things from the Pfizer. Um, this was like their study with the COVID vaccine with the kids, okay? Pregnancy-related risks and use of birth control. It says the, the effects of COVID-19 vaccine on sperm, a pregnancy, a fetus, or a nursing child are not known. If your child is sexually active, he or she must use birth control during the study and for at least 28 days after their vaccination. They also go on to say, um, if your child wants to stop using the required birth control during the research study, you, you and your child should tell the study doctor immediately. Your child may be withdrawn from the research study if they stop using birth control. Um, then it says, if your daughter is pregnant, planning to become pregnant, or is breastfeeding a baby, she cannot be in the study as there may be risks to the unborn baby or nursing baby. Nobody knows what these risks are right now. If you think your daughter is pregnant during the study, she or you must tell the study doctor immediately. If your daughter becomes pregnant, she will have to leave the study. The study doctor will ask for information about the pregnancy and the birth of the baby. If your child is a boy and he thinks that he may have gotten a girl pregnant, he or you must tell the child's study doctor immediately. The study doctor may ask for information about the pregnancy and the birth of the baby. The study doctor may share the information with others who are working on this study. If your son has taken part in the study, he is not allowed to donate sperm for at least 28 days after his last vaccination, okay? Now, additionally, in this, it says risk to participate. Um, it says, additionally, the safety of the BNT162B2, that's Pfizer, um, has been studied in clinical trials, including about 3,100 children who have received at least one dose of vaccine. Okay, this was January 4th, 2022, y'all. Okay, this is when this is written out. 3,100 children. That's how many have been studied. Unless I'm reading verbatim, is that, is, am I misunderstanding that? I'm not missing anything because that's no, verbatim. But also, <laughs> I'm just over here with my head exploding, even though I already knew this, all that stuff about being pregnant, sperm, unknowns, unknowns, unknowns during the, tri during the trial, and then they approve it, and then everybody, they want everybody to get it. Yeah. What, 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 what furthermore, it says the study of an additional third booster dose of being. T162B2 has also been studied in 306 people aged 18 to 55 years old. And the following risk something has been determined by, to be caused uh, by the vaccine following an additional third dose. And then they're talking about enlarged lymph glands and other, I, mean, I don't know where the other page. Either way, that's that. not a lot of people. Either way, that's not a lot of people, y'all. And they're sitting here limiting ivermectin hydroxychloroquine, even vitamin C. Dr. Merrick was at Senator Johnson's hearing. The hospital denied him, did not let him use ascorbic acid, vitamin C. That was, he was not allowed to use that. Y'all, because of no big, huge studies, which there are a lot of studies, okay? Mm -hmm. They are taking this and just running with it. 
and coercing and bullying moms and kids and parents and pregnant women and pre- I mean pregnant women into getting them and they don't know they admit it they don't okay. know and that's your evidence right there so if you're feeling pressured if you're considering this for yourself or your child all we ask is we will champion your right to do what you feel is best for you we just encourage you to do the due diligence of doing your own research because no one else will do it for you. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. We try to do a lot and we try to give you resources, but your doctors are not going to necessarily do all that research. Um, they are relying on the expertise of those they've relied on for years and probably, you know, we think probably to our detriment. But in any case, oh. we need to definitely, you've got to get informed and you cannot afford to blindly trust. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Yeah. Speaking of blindly trusting, the New York Times used to be a well-respected publication. It was a newspaper that was well-read, well-respected. In recent years, it's become more and more obvious that they were not at all objective, that they were no longer doing what we would call objective journalism or in, or journalism integrity has been waning at the, at the paper. We know Barry Weiss was an example of someone who left and ratted out what was going on internally. Alex Berenson being another one. And of course, once they left, you know, they love to try to throw them under the bus and discredit these these journalists who really just want to be journalists. They just want to report on the truth and let the truth fall left, right, center, wherever it falls, right? Which is where Chris and Amy and I all align is we we don't care who's right. We just want to know what's right, what's mm-hmm. true. Yes, exactly. And, and so here's the thing. Uh, the New York Times several years ago, during when... Trump was running. And we remember the CNN producer acknowledged that the Hunter Biden laptop story, they all were agreeing pretty much that they were going to squash that as much as possible, call it Russian disinformation. Because if the truth of what was on that laptop came out, that it was going to hurt Biden's chances of being victorious in the election. There was a recent poll that came out that indicated What was it, girls? Was it over 50% of Democrats did not know about the Hunter Biden story during the 2020 election? They knew nothing because Mm -hmm. it wasn't being covered except by, uh, you know, Fox News and and, and probably right-leaning publications. So the New York Times- It was a conspiracy theory. I think think it was being, I swear, I think it was being covered, but when it was, it was immediately passed off as like conspiracy, Russian disinformation. So probably people who watch those news stations- they're already primed and ready to, if you hear the word Russian disinformation, yeah. that means it's not true. So they yeah. stopped right there. Well, and they I've already- seen the pictures. That was not, it was not fake. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Rudy Giuliani had it, you know, and then they'd already done a good job of trying to discredit Rudy with the election fraud situation. I mean, listen, all these papers have done a great job of trying to destroy anyone that does not follow the narrative and is not in lockstep with what they're, mission seems to be so the new york times calls it russian disinformation this week all of a sudden acknowledge oh, oh that was real that was real yep. that, that, that laptop really existed what's interesting is is that in the, they, they do believe there's rumblings that they are going to uh subpoena i believe uh, hunter biden uh to 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 but i don't we don't know about what but certainly we know he has had connections with ukraine with an energy company in Ukraine. They right. didn't want all this stuff out there. He also had uh, connections to, remember the mayor in China or whatever they want to call that guy that he had Chinese connections, Ukrainian connections. Nobody wanted this to come out because he refers to his father in text messages as the big guy. 
everyone mm -hmm. assumes that's his father, but it's big, but the big guy was calling the shots and mm -hmm. getting the money too. And that would implicate Joe Biden. Now I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just telling you what, what is on the information that's been revealed and they are trying to connect the dots and figure out, uh, is there really a trail here that would implicate Biden's uh, or the Clintons? Uh, because let's talk about that. Well, Bobolinsky was a like whistleblower, right? Bobolinsky. Yeah. So, for those of y'all who aren't up to speed with this laptop story, I'll just give you that. There's a really good Instagram post that kind of goes through all the highlights. So, basically, in 2019, Hunter Biden turned his laptop in for repairs and forgot it. Okay. Ah! Who does that? Who? A crackhead. A crackhead. You're either on drugs or you got so much money that you don't even care. He you got know what I mean? He got some of those smoke kits. I mean, I'm government. sorry, but like my Mac, <laughs> my Mac, if I lost on Mac, I would know. Okay. <laughs> I, I would remember. Same, same. But so about, it was like 90 days it stayed in the shop and the owners of the mm -hmm. shop legally um, owned the computer after 90 days. Cause I guess that's just mm -hmm. how it works. So they decided to look through it. Well, they were shocked at the contents um, and showed that the then candidate Joe Biden was heavily involved in uh, influence peddling across the globe, meaning he sold his influence and had his son collect the profit. So apparently he was bringing in 50,000 a month from a Ukrainian gas companies. And in return, Hunter gave them access to his father who was the vice president at that time. Um, and jo Joe Biden then he has said he never spoke business with his son. He mm -hmm. said that out loud, you know, never, 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 this has never happened. Um, he was also supposed to receive 10 million annually from CCP related Chinese businessman in exchange for influence and 10% of it was allocated to the big guy or whoever that may be. We don't know that if it's Joe Biden or not, mm -hmm. but um, October 14th, 2020, less than three weeks before the election, the New York post broke the story. Um, they broke it in, in October, 2020 that exposed these corrupt business dealings. And two hours after that story broke, Facebook and Twitter took it down. Users were barred from linking the story on their posts and uh, direct messages on Twitter. And Facebook then went and suppressed the story in their algorithms. And this was all done without any explanation. Um, and four days after the story broke, Politico published a letter signed by more than 50 former intelligence officials claiming the story was Russian disinformation. It stated, it stated while there was no actual evidence of the laptop being Russian, Russian disinformation, they had a hunch that it was. According to veteran journalists like Glenn Greenwald, the archive's authenticity was clear from the start. Um, a letter from the CIA agents was taken as gospel and all the media outlets, all of our favorites, CNN, NBC, PBS, many more, parroted their claim as fact. They said it was a hunch. They, they said it was fact. Um, mm. And it says, this is a trend. Intelligence officials present their suspicions as fact and green light the media to run with it for partisan gain. Mm. The Russian bounty and collusion hoaxes were uh, similar. So basically. So, basically, they tried to cover it up. They reported it as misinformation without knowing, without knowing. Without and knowing. Without knowing, and again, remember the CNN producer that Project Veritas exposed, remember he said, they don't want that coming out. They don't want that coming out. We all knew that then. I could not believe the number of people then, the Trump, the number of people who were not, you know, probably the Trump haters, I don't know another word. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to elect Trump, but the number of people who didn't know about it, it's right. astounding right. you didn't even know. And again, that, that, that goes back to uneducated voting, right? Because then, 
you know, and it, but, but we're relying on the media to give us information. And, that's, and it also that's takes so much, it makes it that much harder to find information. So it's totally. not about what you're hearing. It's about, it's, it's even more about what you're not hearing. But this is why it's more important than ever to diversify your sources. Chris yep. and Amy and I, even when it's painful to listen to some things that just go completely against what we believe and, and, and what we have determined to be true, you know, and we hear them continuing to what we feel is lying to you. It's painful, but we have to. Why do we have to listen? We need to know what they're saying. And we got to make sure that, you know, what we're hearing on the other side, that's being checked too. You know, you've got you've to ask yourself, you know, if where your biases are and what you might be missing. It and, works my trigger muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the New York Times, it wasn't just the Hunter Biden story. Um, they also, if you, in fact, I did a, a Google search uh, this week. I went back and I said, well, how did the, the New York Times report on Ukraine prior to 2022? You will find countless articles on corruption in Ukraine. We will link them. You have to, I, I can't read any more New York Times articles because it says I've reached my limit without paying and I ain't giving them a dime. I'll tell you that right <laughs> um, Because a lot of people will re-report the New York Times stories, which I also think is crappy journalism, you know, where they just repost, but you can read a lot of the articles. But listen, their reporters for years have been talking about corruption in Ukraine. Do y'all remember that Trump, the whole thing around Trump they, they said that he had that bad phone call with the Ukrainian president and the Ukrainian president said, no, there was nothing wrong with it. Do you remember? And we had a whole, we had a whole fiasco where they wanted to impeach a president over. And, and, and so, so now if anyone says, well, Ukraine isn't that good. I mean, it is like you have talked about mother Teresa. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and the point is to say, Russia's in the wrong. They're invading another country, period, end of story. But there are, there's context, right, to the story that also should be understood, which is why have we been so attached to Ukraine? What is the dealings of the United States and the Ukraine been prior to this? And, you know, we need to better understand it. And I think most of us feel like we really don't. And we for sure know that the vice president doesn't. Because <laughs> when when she was asked about <laughs> she was asked about the Ukraine and Russia and this the escalating, is the escalating situation the escalating situation and I want everybody to know just FYI okay we're not this is not a Saturday Night Live skit this is legitimately this, <laughs> this is, is real this is legitimately happened. Okay, so we're gonna, uh, I'm just trying to, y'all, I'm trying to pull up for some reason, it's not coming up. Okay, we're going to play it for you. Hopefully I've got the right one. We want you to hear her explanation so we in can better understand. a country in Europe, it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it goes against everything that we stand. <laughs> that sounds wrong. like She's what right. my She's son right. would do at his. I mean, I'm, that's about all the effort he would give for his social studies project. <laughs> and they say when they're like, they're like, okay, stand up and do your report on Ukrainian-Russian relations. Yes, <laughs> Russia is a small, is a bigger country. Um, I did say, I did see when I was looking this up, they're like, they, apparently 
this was during, you know, when we, we do want to share to make sure it's in the full context, because I really didn't know until I was looking this up to find the clip to play, because yeah. of course, we've seen a lot of people, you know, doing parodies, just like when he, she was talking about the passage of time. If you haven't seen that, please go watch that. <laughs> um, but it's going to take too much passage of time for us to play it for y'all. So, <laughs> but on this, there were people that said during an appearance on the syndicated Morning Hustle radio program, Harris was asked by the co-host, to explain the Russia-Ukraine conflict in layman's terms, okay? So she definitely did it in layman's terms, but what someone else said, layman's terms doesn't mean assume the audience has never heard of Russia. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference in explaining it in, in layman's terms and explaining it like you're explaining it to a kindergartner. Yeah. So that's where it does sound like, you know, so she maybe, maybe it's not as bad and embarrassing as it sounds was she, a, but it was she talking is. to a, a school class no it was a morning syndicated show and they said to explain it in layman's terms and okay. but then someone else said layman's terms doesn't mean you know don't, sorry amy had walked away sorry, so yeah, that, that is, that is yeah. uh, less than layman's yeah that that's less than layman's. oh no no that's third grade that's third grade level <laughs> third grade level that's and what, uh. it, but, but let's talk about third grade level for just a second yeah speaking in of third grade in, in, speaking of third grade in the state of florida there is a bill, you may have heard about this bill because Disney and we're gonna call them left-wing activists because I don't, I don't know a better term to use because that's who's come out in opposition to the bill. The bill passed, I think narrowly in the Senate in Florida and it's to be signed by Governor DeSantis and to go into effect in July. You may have heard it called the Don't Say Gay Bill. I personally heard about it on the news and thought, well, I'm going to go read the bill myself. Thank God it was only seven pages and not like 7,000, the kind of bill that, you know, Nancy Pelosi says we should pass so we can actually read it. No, mm -hmm. this was only seven pages. So I went and read it. And there, the word gay, I don't believe is mentioned in the bill. Not at, at all. all. Not so at all. we're going to link the bill so you guys can read it too. And it's actually about parental rights. And I believe that this has emerged just as it did in the state of Virginia, which is a way more blue state than Florida, historically in the last decade, right? We saw what happened in the Virginia elections for governor. So much of that was around parental rights in the school. When we had to bring children home in 2020, parents' eyes blew wide open to the propaganda, the agendas that are happening within the school system. It was the gift of COVID in so many ways, right? Is that Parents got to see what was actually happening, what was actually being taught. And many parents became highly alarmed at the conversations and the um, things that were being promoted, things like critical race theory and some of the ideology, which is a more progressive ideology. Now, what this bill in Florida says is, hey, you're not allowed to do things like, um, uh, by the way, like, so if a child says something at school that's concerning, they cannot keep it from the parents. They, they have to now say, no, you've got to give that information to the parents. This is all, it seems that the bill is written to put the power back into, to secure the power into the parents' hands for the welfare of their children and also what their children are being told. Now, why would that matter? Well, I don't know if you guys, when I was in school, I remember in fifth grade, we had sex ed. That was where you had the sex mm -hmm. ed and they divided male and female <clears throat> in different places. And, and your parents had to sign a waiver yes. for you to get the information. Yep. To me, that's the way it should be. Now, this was not until fifth grade. Mm -hmm. What this bill says is that you cannot discuss sexuality until 
after third grade. And I even can read that part. If you, you read it, to, Chris, yeah, read that. Because so, this is, uh, by the way, this is only a paragraph. And this is only number paragraph. three. It's like yeah. literally just a couple sentences that everybody, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, is blowing it way out of proportion and calling it something that it's not. Okay. Yes. Um, it says classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender ident identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. I feel like that is very what, fair. What, what parent doesn't agree with that? Who wants their kindergarten and first graders? I mean, they're learning, learning ABCs, one, two, threes, please and thank you, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. If you, you want to really, teach them that, then you can teach them at, at home, home, but that is not in the, that, uh, that should not be taught. That's not a classroom conversation. No, and that's actually, that's not for an, another adult in authority to have that conversation with your child until it's developmentally appropriate. Now, by the way, nowhere in the bill does it say a child can't come out to his teacher. Nowhere in the bill does it say that ch the child can't talk to their teacher about these topics. Right. What right. it's saying is, is that the adults cannot instigate yeah. the conversations in the classroom with right. the entire class. They cannot do it. And, and that is the right thing because we've all seen the hidden cameras of the things that teachers are what they call grooming the children to, to consider yep. things that perhaps it's not time for them to consider. And I can speak firsthand, not from my children, because in our kids' school that we send them to, this, this is not a part of the conversation. But I have several friends whose kids here in Raleigh, in this area, are saying, my child's already trying to figure out if they're gay or straight, or if they're really a girl or a boy. And this is because of the conversations that are happening in our education system that is provoking the thought of, oh, well, I guess I have to decide that or choose that, right? Like that that's some, and they, and they're not of an age yet where that's even necessarily something they even need to be thinking about. Now I get some children, for example, some children know that they are gay at a very young age or say they knew at a very young age, mm -hmm. but most children aren't thinking about sexual things until those hormones are starting to kick in. And then that's where they're starting to try to figure those things out. But that's usually not third grade. Devel we're talking developmentally appropriate conversation. Like Amy said, they are learning how to add and subtract and mm -hmm. multiply, uh, maybe, maybe. And, you know, they're learning how to write complete sentences. Right. And just understanding relationships around them, like friends versus parents versus yes. grandparents, like these, to, to throw in that that is at that at like for, at for that friends. age right. at that age y'all and th this is when they are very moldable and that's what's scary you know and and this is also when when they're doing things i mean how many of y'all have a daggum boy they yeah. like to play they yeah. like to play with their toy between their legs yeah. and we tell them to keep yep. that in a do that in a private place like you're not going to encourage them to talk about it and like this right. is just not a and it's not just like gender stuff like I don't care what it is K through three I don't want my daughter son anybody learning about heterosexual yeah no. No. right like, it, it has nothing to do with only learning about gay transgender gender identities like yeah. any sexual yeah. orientation whether it be husband wife I don't even care it's not a topic conversation. Right. It, just, it just kills me. We were talking about that I with see, movies Like too. people yeah. in my Instagram feed, people that I'm friends with who have jumped on this, like, don't say gay. And they're all up in arms. And I'm like, but do you really know what you're up in arms about? Do you no, really know? because they, 
There's no way they, I don't see how you can read the bill and be this upset about it because it literally is just saying until there's a developmentally appropriate time to even have the conversations, mm-hmm. we're not going to spot, the state's not going to sponsor it. So I have and to that's know the right if, thing you to are, do. if you're, if you are, if you do have, if you have read the bill, if you've read the yes. bill and you are upset about it and mm-hmm. you disagree, please tell us why. Yeah, yes, I would love to know. Please. I, I want to know. I, I want to know. Yeah. yeah. And, and not, I don't want to hear, well, so-and-so said that this could mean X, Y, and Z. No, what does the bill say? What does the bill say? Because that, to me, what I was shocked, honestly, that there was literally, I think it's about a paragraph, right, Kristen, out of seven pages that yeah. refer to developmentally appropriate yeah. curriculums around. That's the only paragraph that I just read to y'all. That's the only thing relating that. And everything else really is about parental rights and mental health with the kids and everything. I mean, yes. you just, you. You, it's all about parental rights. And the fact that this is such a simple bill, if we're going to talk about like sneaking things in or not knowing what's in there, look at all the other bills that they pass that are oh. like 7,000, 20,000, 10,000 pages long. This is very simple. Just go read it. You go know? read it. And, and, and also Disney, parents. Yes. I feel like Walt Disney would be rolling over in his grave at what the Disney company is doing. Mm. These corporations are pulling, what are they doing? They're because of this, because they are up in arms about this. Like I said, I would like for somebody who's read the bill to explain to me why you're up in arms, but they're pulling, like these are corporations that are making massive moves to like pull out. What are they doing? Pulling out of floor? Like, how are they, what are they doing? Well, uh, they're the, some of the uh, cast members at Disney world and employees are boycotting. And so it's, you know, it's impacting Disney world, but at the same week that this is all happening, the child, uh, the, the child molester arrest, they had a big sting operation in Orlando in this same week and arrested Disney employees. Some of which like over a hundred of them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think a hundred of more Disney employees, but there's some oh, were Disney employees. Yeah, but they arrested a hundred. Yeah, they arrested a bunch of people, and so then it comes back to you're going to fight this bill that is trying to give parents the the choice over what their children, you know, what their children are being taught and when. And honestly, it was more about medical. Autism. It was like you know, if you're if what they can do medically at the school with the kids. I mean, it, it truly was, I would call it a parent's rights bill. But in any case, um, you know, that you're fighting this, but you've got a problem with uh, some pedophiles on your payroll. I feel like, again, it Disney, if your target audience is parents, parents wake up and pay attention to what they're doing because you hold the power by the, by the, by, with your dollars. You hold the power with your dollars. And I'm not, I'm not calling for a boycott or anything. You've got to do what you feel like is right. But I do think we all need to get really educated. I have felt convicted myself because we have always loved Disney. We are big Disney world fans and Disneyland fans. And we, we have Disney plus we watch the movies, you know, grew up on the movies, but you guys, it's getting frightening what the CEO and the executives of the Disney corporation are aligning with. It's very concerning. And um, and so I just think we, again, the only thing that wakes these people up and, and helps them, you know, decide not to go so far left is when you say, well, then I'm not doing business with you. Right. You know? 
Um, they've got to feel it in their pocketbooks. That's the only way people seem to be incentivized to make any any real change. But um, so we wanted to bring that part, that point up to go read the bill. We will link it in our resource page for sure. I do want to go back for a second with the whole uh, Kamala. I know we listen. I know it sounds like we're making fun and we kind of are. <laughs> but, but, but but truly, how many people, how much has she done? Like, right. Like the border was she under, hasn't even been to the border. No, right? and, and that was her, that was supposedly her responsibility, although I think they were throwing her under the bus in all, in all right. honesty. But I want to go back really quickly to a time and when, um, let's see, I'm going to give you the date of this. I believe it was in June, June of 2020. Joe Biden said he had prepared a list of women of color for consideration to be his running mate in November. So he knew that when he was going to choose his running mate, he wanted to choose a person of color. It says there are a number of women of color. There are Latino women. There are Asian. There are across the board. And we're just underway now in the hard vet of going into the deep background checks that take anywhere from six to eight weeks to be done. Well, I could not believe that he chose Kamala, to be honest, because Kamala did not do well in the primaries. She has a very shady uh past as a da in san francisco speaking of child molesters mm -hmm. the catholic church suddenly started donating to her campaign and all of a sudden she wasn't prosecuting priests in the catholic church and mm -hmm. i can point you to all the resources we can I link didn't know that. Nope. Mm, oh yeah yeah and then all of a sudden they have to disclose campaign i didn't know she was catholic never had catholic and all of a sudden Catholic donations, mm -hmm. and this is written about in um, Peter Schweitzer's book, uh, one of his books, um, Profiles in Corruption, I think is the name of it. That's how I even knew about Kamala Harris was when I read the book, I knew more about her. And then, of course, she came on the scene running for president. Here's our point, though. He said, I want a woman of color, and that's who he chose. Now he's saying the exact same thing about a Supreme Court justice. By the way, there's no term limits on the Supreme Court justice. You know, Holly, I didn't hear you. You were too, you weren't loud enough. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, make it stop. We're on the merry-go-round of hell. We're on the merry-go-round of hell. I feel like I'm at Disney World on a ride that nobody will stop. There's the podcast there's name. The, there's there's the, the name. name of our podcast. That's the name of the podcast. There you go. Melanin well, you know, content counts the most when you are trying to pick somebody for Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, here, this, honestly, I understand trying to have a diverse situation. I do. I get that. I understand sure. trying to represent having sure. people of all walks of life to be able to represent America on the Supreme Court. But, but I, that is the, one of the most important jobs yes. in this country, right? We cannot I mean, fire just, them. We cannot fire them. It's, they, they, they stay. It's huge. And if you make a bad decision, you're stuck with it. Yes. And, and I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not attacking um, Katanji Brown Jackson quite yet, uh, but I'm not loving some things that I've heard for sure. Um, but I honestly would also be, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Not embarrassed, but like, I, I think I offended if yes. that's the only reason. Okay. Here we are. You know, if that's the only reason that I got chosen, I would want to get chosen. I don't like it. I, I, I don't like get it. Chosen because they thought I was doing a damn good job and I'd be a really awesome representative, you know? As a, as a female who has been in male dominated worlds 
since I, I was my, listen, I'm one of three girls. I'm my dad's firstborn. So I was the boy in the family, you know, right. but, but, but going through engineering school, working in engineering firms that, you know, then being in the business world, frankly, and I, as an entrepreneur and, you know, where my husband's in commercial development. So there's, that's a mostly male field as well. I'm surrounded by men. I, I want to come be invited to a table because I've earned the right to be at the table and because I can do the job. And because I've earned, I have proven I can do the job, not because I'm female, not because I'm white. I don't, I don't want any of that to matter. I really am. I cling to this weekly now. I think about Dr. Martin Luther King and all of his wisdom when he said, please let my children be known by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And we're going backwards to where now we're saying, okay, well, and again, to Amy's point, yes, do we want diversity? Absolutely. And I'm sure that there are women of color that are amazing and should have the opportunity to serve on the court. But Joe Biden's had a chance to put some of these women of color mm -hmm. on a court before, and he did not do it because he wasn't president and they were conservative. Yeah. Right. Okay? So, so when he says it's about, I think it's about time, dude, you had your chance. You didn't like right. it because they were conservative. Now I'm going to defend the current nominee for a second. When I say she's being raked over coals right now, because that's the process. Just I hate to say Amy Coney Barrett was. Yes, they I mean, all they are. Are. And, right. and Kavanaugh, Lord have mercy, Kavanaugh. They just, they, they nearly destroyed him with something that they couldn't improve, but um, we don't even know if it's true or, or not. But the, but the point is, this is the process. And so I do have a sympathetic feeling towards her watching, right. knowing that she's going through a very difficult time. And there's always going to be a part of me, just like when Obama was running, I didn't vote for Obama and I didn't like his policies. But there was that moment when he got elected, it was like, I really hope that he can do good things for this country because it would be great for mm -hmm. a man of color to have made such significant contribution in, in a positive direction. Now, so, so I, I'm sharing all my biases and my internal thoughts on this, but it is concerning. And as I watch, and again, I'm trying to read what, you know, MSNBC says about her and CNN also, because I want to hear the redeeming qualities and the things about her that actually, you know, have put her in this position to even be considered. But I, I do think there's some con concerns here with her um, being a little soft or not a little, she was for whatever reason, soft on crime with pedophiles with child pornography. Mm -hmm. 10 different cases, I believe, where she did not give the sentence that was suggested by the government, that she gave a much smaller sentence of only three months. That now, was in one case for sure. Yes. One case for mm -hmm. sure. But, but it, her I believe pattern, it happened to 10. Her pattern, it was like all of them. I think. All yeah. of them she gave less than what was, quote, I guess recommended or what the prosecution or asked whatever, for, right? Or something. Well, the like government that. didn't. So yeah. So the government then says what they suggest, right? They the government would say we suggest this is the penalty, and she always came in way under. So it wasn't just a one case. It's not just a one case. Now, when she was asked about this under oath, she blamed Congress, and I don't understand that. So I'm not. I'm going to give her a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because I don't understand. If she says that, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean Congress has, because the government made a recommendation and you didn't listen to it. So I, I'm still confused. Yeah. So if anybody has any, you know, insight, yeah. we, this has just come out. So we've tried to listen to this because yes. we do want to bring this up. So we, we yes. still need to do more investigating. We, we, we're, we're, gonna, we're we getting to the bottom to of it. We're getting to the bottom, but it reminded me of the Kamala Harris situation back in San Francisco, where she did not give stiff sentences 
to, or she didn't actually, mm-hmm. she didn't even bring them to trial. Some of these, um, some of these priests were never brought to trial and there was a weird, it just timed very strangely with her getting donations from the Catholic church as she was running for DA. So it, that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is like, re- repeat, repeat, repeat. And I, please know, I'm not saying the Supreme Court justice has been involved in any of this, the nominee. I, I'm not saying that at all. It just reminded me that why are we, first of all, when it comes to sex crimes against children, I, I am not a believer that we go slow on sentence. A line in the sand. <laughs> I mean, well, I think one of the guys who got the only three month sentence committed it again when he got out. So, so many of these people, reform is not, is not happening. Okay. Right. And so you, it's just putting children at risk and Again, I know we're talking in broad strokes. It's a case-by-case basis, and we truly don't understand. But when I did hear this part of her testimony, and then I looked at the, the number of cases, it was I was like, oof, that yeah. bothers me. But the other thing, too, is I think we don't want activist judges on the Supreme Court. We don't want them on either side, truly. We want strict constitutionalists that really will interpret law as it is written and saying, is this lawful or is it not, right? That's their, oh, that's their only job. Right. Because she has had some activism in her past, like she's definitely, you know, a very well-known Democrat, which t- fine, totally fine. But her activism, I think, does does need to be investigated because we do not, like we we said, this is not a term situation. She doesn't go in for two to four years, right? She's there for life unless she resigns. So, uh, well, but let's talk about let's, the definition of. Well, do you, you have that clip? We're going to play this clip. So this was one other thing that, again, it shows the activism piece. You can tell she does not want to answer any questions that will go against the, the left-wing narrative. It, I mean, there's multiple. I encourage you to just go watch it for yourself. But what, what really bothered me, because we are, we, as a female mm-hmm. who has applauded the progress that women have been able to make in this country, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to do and say and vote how we want. It feels like we're starting to go backwards on that too. Because all of a sudden, if you're a man and you just decide, Mm -hmm. just decide that you want to call yourself a woman, can't have babies, don't have to go through a period, right? You don't have a, you don't have a uterus, but you're going to call yourself a a woman. I'm sorry, but I want to know where the feminists are on this, on this conversation. And when she was asked, can you define a woman? Um, she, this was her response. So I just want, we're going to play this whole clip here. Uh, we should point out she is being interrogated. I'd I say interrogated, but that's what it feels like. She is being questioned by a senator, a Republican senator out of Virginia. But take a listen to this. Ginsburg State, Virginia, the Supreme United States versus Virginia, the Supreme Court struck down VMI's male only admission policy. Writing for the majority, Justice Ginsburg stated, supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. Do you agree with Justice Ginsburg that there are physical differences between men and women that are enduring? 
Um, Senator, respectfully, I am not familiar with that particular quote or case, okay. so it's hard for me to okay, comment as to whether. All right, I'd love to get your your opinion on on that, and you can submit that. Do you interpret Justice Ginsburg's meaning of men and women as male and female? Again, because I don't know the case, I don't know how I interpret it. I need to read the whole okay. thing. Okay. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about just last so the progressive education the florida law that everybody's up in arms about truly it's 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 about teaching your children things that go too far from the center and if you can't define what a woman is as a supreme court nominee you should not sit on the court i don't absolutely that should not be controversial to say here's a simple answer X, X chromosome. Yep. A woman does not have a Y chromosome. Well, I think Tulsi Gabbard, uh, she posted on Instagram and said it best. She said, in order to have a Supreme Court committed to protecting the rights of all Americans, including women, every justice needs to understand there is such thing as a woman as distinct from a man. Yet when asked to define the word woman, Supreme Court nominee uh, Katanji Brown Jackson said, I don't know. The hypocrisy and absurdity of this is that she was nominated by President Biden in large part because she is a woman. <laughs> so it's just to say you don't know what a woman is and you are on the Supreme Court. These, when cases come, th those, are, those are clear, like you said, fundamental things that are centered in our, you know, and I'm not saying that if you are trans, you don't feel like you're a woman or you don't feel like you're, I, I do believe that people Absolutely. feel that they, they have, they, they are born and they, they feel different, different in their body. They feel like they are in the wrong physical body, mm -hmm. but they were born with a physical body. Right. And that's, that's what we have to go off of when it comes to sports and law mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, because if you were just to go off of how somebody feels, well, then that opens a door to good God. I well, mean, the truth, the truth then becomes subjective and the truth isn't subjective. The truth is the truth. So if facts we want to facts, facts are facts and not feelings. The feelings about the facts are a totally different conversation. And what the three of us have talked about this, how we feel like there's certain topics that we, we have to be careful about how we talk about for fear of people misunderstanding. But I want to actually get rid of that. I want us to normalize having honest conversation. That doesn't mean that we're a bigot 
or a racist or anything else just because we ask questions and say, you know what, that doesn't sound right to me. When we say it doesn't sound okay for a male swimmer who ranked in the 400s in the NCAA as a male swimmer to suddenly decide, not suddenly, he maybe decided this a long time ago, but he he's transgender and he decides to, to live as a woman then can then be considered a woman to compete against females and become the number one. If there's ever number one swimmer in the country in NCAA, hey, and that if there's ever been a scientific study, and there have been, by the way, many that prove that men have an advantage in physical, you know, physical abilities over women, then there it is. He ranked in the 400s as a man and he's number one. He's winning his races as a female. I so, just don't understand how that is i mean and if anybody can explain this but my thinking is how is that any different than uh men or women anybody getting in trouble or getting their medals or whatever taken away when it when they find out that they are taking performance enhancing drugs because they are doing that illegally to have an advantage over their counterparts okay they're they're Whatever. And those drugs are often male hormones, by the way. Did you guys know that? So a lot of these performance enhancing drugs are hormones. So there is an advantage when you're born and you've gone through puberty with male hormones in, the, in your physicality. And, it, and for all the things we've done to give women a right to sit at a table. Right. To now say, okay, but then we're going to let men take your spot. Because right. again, if you can only have a number of champions or a number of co- competitors in the Olympics or in these trials, I mean, when you're on a swim team, you only get to compete if you're in the top tier of scores, but it takes, it knocks another XX right. person out. A double X chromosome person gets kicked out because right. the XY person decided to call himself a woman. Well, what right. if it was a woman who felt like, who feels like she is a man yeah, she won't, have, she won't be able to win. Like she can't no. go compete. She can go compete with she other can, but She wouldn't probably win. She wouldn't do that because right. she knows she wouldn't win. That's I, right. I mean, truly, right. truly. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah. I'm wrong on that, like what, I don't know. So it's like the, the you know, I, I'm sympathetic to people who are transgender. I, I mean, totally. and they, they, know, they belong. They, right. they, I mean, they have no, you know, it is, it's hard. And I know that that's no, something that nobody's just going to, up one day and choose, although, you know, we're seeing it more and more and more, like mm-hmm. some kids are maybe starting to think that it's like trending, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, because because yeah. the group is getting so much praise and all that and, and, you know, attention and praise, which that's a whole nother story. But the people who truly are transgender, like Leah Thomas can be transgender all she wants, yes. you know, be it's that, fine. that's who you are. That is fine. That's your right. But when you choose to compete against females and you just sit there and dominate them by a, by a whole lap in the pool and then take your medal and get all excited. Like that bothers me so much. And I want to play for y'all, you know, cause, cause we're trying to understand people. And I don't who, know what the answer would be because no. like, if she, you know, you can I, compete I as XX or XY. I mean, really, if you want right. to, you like, want to do this, draw the line because otherwise what, like I said, it's just going to open up so many crazy boxes like for well, what if you let the men well look at this you can have five men say we're going to identify as women and go to the WNBA and guess what that team's going to do utterly destroy all yeah. the other WNBA teams do you see right. what I'm saying like it, it's it's called it's just it's not 
in the interest of having a level playing field yeah, uh, where they where you fight so, hard for, what we you fight right so hard for something and it, it's not right it's just not mm -hmm. right and again this is the problem girls we've been conditioned to not want to call things like this wrong for fear of being considered a bigot or someone who is not sensitive to the struggles of another human and none of that could be further from the truth if you know any one of us you know that is not true you know right. it is the furthest thing from the truth and i hate that we have to even qualify and say yeah. of course we feel sorry for these people and of course we think that they have the right to do what they want in terms of live their lifestyle but when it comes to competition we don't let 18 year olds run track against 13 year olds right why because they kill them they would mm -hmm. destroy them. there's no fairness in the competition right and this should not even be a conversation and again that Supreme Court nominee knows what a woman is. She won't say it for fear of the consequences of saying it. Right. And this is what we've got to stop. Stop the madness. The political correctness is killing us. And, and the, agenda, the agenda yeah, of like the handful of people who get offended by this stuff. Truly. Right. We need a judge who can stand on her own two feet right. and like stands by her decision, not worried about what other, what people, other think. people think. Yes. And speaking of like the progressive education, I just want to play for y'all. Like this is because I because I truly want to know like people who who think that Leah Thomas rightfully has her place in that pool with females as a male. I want to understand how and why you think that. So I found this clip. This is a, a supporter of Leah Thomas, um, and this is her reasoning for supporting Leah Thomas. And we'll see. Y'all let me know what you think about that. Do you feel like there's a biological advantage that Leah has over the other swimmers in there? I feel like if I jumped in that pool right now, a lot of the women would have a biological advantage over me. But specifically Leah? I think that Leah is competing in a college swimming uh, competition as a woman, as she should. And if she wins, then good for her. What is a woman then? I think it's different for everyone. Did you say that anybody that was going from whatever amount of time on the men's team they can switch over to the women's team at any point and that's good as long as they feel like they they're a woman now i believe that trans women are women and women should compete with women since there's two categories right now then would you believe that there's two genders um i don't agree with that no right now we just have two genders separating we got men's sports and we got women's sports if you're a woman you should be able to compete with women and if you're a man you should be able to compete with men and leah thomas is a woman but there's no genders. Leah Thomas is a woman. That okay. was the thing, just that she's a woman. Okay. So I want you guys to also know for some context, there the biologists will say like your sex and your gender, right? So it's so your gender being male, female, your gender being man, woman. That some, let me point you to something. So, because in the interest of time, Colin Wright was on the Joe Rogan experience. I believe it was last summer. C-O-L-I-N-W-R-I-G-H-T, evolutionary biologist. He considers himself a progressive uh, politically. He is not, he's an atheist. And he goes through the biology of this. And because he goes through the biology, he's sticking to the science. He has been blasted for sticking to the science. And again, this is a guy who believes in, the, in, in rights for, for, all, for all, regardless of your how you identify or, or, or your sexual orientation. This is not, this is not some bigot is what I want to say. Okay. It's not what this is. 
And he goes through and he explains why there we have the, uh, we have we cannot go against the science. He says because if we cross this line, the truth is no longer the truth. It becomes subjective, and then you can decide however you feel is the truth. And then that's the problem because we can't all agree on how we feel, but we can agree on what is true, right? Which is how we've historically worked. This is true. Here's how we feel about it. That's getting muddied. And what's also interesting in this podcast that I encourage you to go listen is when he says, when Joe Rogan says, what's the answer then? And this guy says, he chuckles and says something to the effect of, well, I know I'm an atheist and I've spent my career arguing with creationists, with Christians. He said, and, and Zionists, he said, Zionist, you know, um, anyway, he just, he's with, with the religious people. He's argued with them for years. He says, to be honest, he said, where I think the atheists got it wrong is we told people that they didn't need a concept of a higher being because that's what grounds people into realizing they're not the be all end all and they can find their identity in something bigger than themselves. So interesting that he says this and Joe Rogan says, I agree. He says, it's almost like we were born with a chip that needs God. And he's not meaning like God in religion, but like that- Something. Something. And it's interesting that that was their take on it, right? From two people who aren't religious. Right. But I say that to say, the truth is usually grounded in what is true. And this twists everything to say, the truth is how you feel. And we cannot go that direction. Well, I think somebody made a great point because I didn't even think about this because we were talking about this right before we hopped on. What was it? Was it someone on a podcast that yeah, said- it was like Charlie Kirkman. Said like, okay, so Leah Thomas, what if Leah Thomas decides that she is going to be a black swimmer then? A female black swimmer. Like, yeah. or can, can Leah Thomas be black then? Like you can't can she? feel- like, could I decide that I want to be a different race? Right. So one of the evolutionary biologists, one of the atheists, they talk about it on that podcast episode. I cannot think of his name all of a sudden, but he said that. He goes, well, then let's have that conversation. And guess what? They took the humanist award away from him that they had given him a decade before. Just all because he that. made that point, Amy. All Only because he made that point. So does this mean that the people are going to hate me and it would be canceled? I'm just saying like, or, I mean, no matter what it is, it's like my body, the physical fact of who I am when you look at me and everything is one thing. Mm -hmm. And then if I just say I want to be a different race, is that good enough? Like when I go to compete somewhere or job interview or whatever, like if I just identify as whatever, another race or anybody, not just me, yeah. but anyone, like, can you, can we just start doing that? Because my, my thing is, it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to let biological men compete in the pool with women then why can't then that becomes an open door for we can just change whatever we want for certain you can say okay, so say, Bi say biden says he wants to have a woman of color can, uh, nobody no white woman can say well i'm i'm a woman of color but why not right you well, know, what if what about people i mean what about okay let's say you go and you kill someone and then you go i identify as innocent <laughs> I mean, right. I mean it, just because you believe something and you, you know, or, or feel something doesn't make it true. Well, that's like a great point. What, what Kristen just said, it's like, okay, if he wants a woman of color, like, let's say I wanted to be the Supreme Court. Could I go in and say, well, I am a woman of color. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, no, you're not. Well, why not? Yeah. Well, because you're white. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't identify as white. Right. Is there, there's no, there's no 
factual, like just like Leah Thomas, like she identifies as a woman. And but that's fine. That's we fine. are fine with that. But you when, you, <laughs> when you take it into an arena of sports and things like that, it's like, it gets so muddy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they kicked someone off of Twitter back, I think it was last year, for identifying as Black. It was a white person. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they, they tried to say, you know, it was, it was too much, I guess, or whatever. It was, a political, it was like a political well, person. I think right? it all goes back to earn your spot, like defined by the content of your character, who you are, what, like what you are as a human being, not not what you feel like, or what you, I mean, unless it comes to sports, then you got to be, I mean, you can't just, well, what are we going to do? I mean, are we just now going to call? Okay. So what are we going to do now? Am I going to go on Nordstrom online? And instead of it saying men, women, it's going to say XX, XY. Because well, see, I mean, everybody's applauding that we have the first <laughs> vice president, woman of color vice president, but yet they don't really care about they can't women what a woman or is. men. And so this is where it's just so confusing. It's like they're talking out of two different <laughs> mouths. Yeah. Well, because logic, logic is not their strong suit, Kristen. Well, <laughs> then you throw in the feminists who are all about the women, Me Too movement and all this stuff. Right. And then we have a male dominating females in the sporting and and they are completely silent now yeah so um, well, i don't understand how you can pick and choose like well when you are for women and when you're not caitlin jenner spoke out and said you know what they should not be allowed to compete and you know here's an olympic champion a transgender you know he was bruce jenner now she is caitlin jenner mm-hmm. um but you know he spoke out and said uh-uh this is t- this is not this is not right his whole life he felt like a woman and he he, he, and was he competed a as a man olympia and he competed as a man even though he went home and he felt like he was a woman yes. and imagine like how someone can feel like so out of place and like i can never begin to imagine mm-hmm. how that feels but i think you also have to try to imagine how it feels for those girls and those women who have well competing and tried their damnedest and like they are trying so hard and you know that they will never ever ever get to your level of competition well let me ask you this Kristen: could you imagine being attracted to a 13 year old no but guess what guess what they feel that right so does that make it right no okay then do you see what i'm saying but that yeah but i'm just for absolutely i'm just saying I'm just saying there's some things that like we have to start having more conversation around Mm -hmm. also counseling mental health around some of these issues as well. And again, I'm not saying everybody that feels like a man or well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying because I don't know. But what Mm -hmm. I am saying is if we're going to go off feelings, I'm attracted to children or I'm attracted to animals or whatever. Do you see where the problem starts to lie? Right. It's like it's it's the it's the demise of our culture. Right. <clears throat> that's where I just say it's like I'm not again this is can not we circle stuff. back to like 20 years ago yes <laughs> where you just mind your business do what you want on your own but like I, this and this is why I will always say like I think I'm a liberal from the 90s you know where I'm like mm-hmm. mind your business it's <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to tell you what to do and I don't want you to tell me what to do but like we have to have a sense of you know, right and wrong and what is true. And, and historically right. that was built on the 10 commandments, right? Well, I mean, all, that, all that we can 
I guess all that is needed is that all of us, no matter who you are, have our inalienable rights. Yes. Right? The right well, to life, God given. God given. And the pursuit of happiness, period. And that should be for black, white, trans, yes. gay, female, male, doesn't matter. Like that is what we are all granted. And I feel like we all have that. Yep. Okay. We all, we all have our inalienable rights mm -hmm. and plus many, many more, all of us. Like, I don't know of any group of any type of person, human that, you know, doesn't have their rights in yeah. our country. Yeah. Yeah. Really well, and the, the thing that is also makes you the United States so unique, and I know we got to wrap it up soon, but it makes it so unique is that in our constitution, it says we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. It does not say you're endowed by your government with certain rights. Right. It right. says you were born with rights. You existed with rights. You Nobody can give you those rights or take them away, right? Unless and you're so, unvaccinated. Unless, unless that. Um, but that's, that's, a, that's a crucial distinction in the, in the makeup of our history is that we, it's not like the government gave us our rights. So stop looking to the government to give you your rights. God gave you the rights. Mm -hmm. And that's why what, what it came back down to for me is in order for a democracy to work, people have to have the freedom to do as much as they can of what they choose without harming someone else, right? As long as your freedom does not infringe on yours, it, then it ain't nobody's business. Right. So, who, so I don't know why anybody's complaining about, I guess I need to know what rights you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Me, me, well, no, because it's not about that. Because what they'll say it's about do? that. But what it's really about is they want you to just, to they want you to conform and agree with them. There's no more that you can have a different thought or idea. See, I can think all day long that if a person is confused about their gender, there's probably something where they do need some help mentally and spiritually because they were born, they were given the chromosomes they were given. Now, does that mean that I don't think they have the right to live how they want to live? No, I think they do. If you want to live whatever way you want to live, you have the right to do that as long as it's not hurting anybody, right? And it shouldn't hurt anybody for you to dress like a woman or do whatever. But, but here's the thing. Do you remember the bathroom law in North Carolina? When, mm -hmm. when, when North Carolina said, we're not, if you're a man, you go to the man's room. If you're a woman, you go to the woman's room. Do you remember this? And do you remember mm -hmm. how many uh, artists said they weren't going to come to our concerts? They weren't going to do yeah. things, which by the way, every other state in the 50 United States still had male and female bathrooms. But because we said, no, we're going to have Pat McCrory, right? We're going to have male, we're going to have female bathrooms. It was all up in arms. What was so crazy about it was all the other states had, I have traveled the entire world and there's still male and female bathrooms. And if they're not, there's one stall. You don't share with a man. Okay. Right. You don't share, a woman doesn't share with a man. Right. But remember that was such an issue. Guess what happened right after that in a Target? A man dressed up as a woman and molested a child in a Target. These are things, those are the things you can't control. As much as you want to have, people have good, you know, you want the good intentions of like, yes. you want this man who who is transgender and feels like a woman to use the woman's restroom because he feels more comfortable there that's all fine and good but then you have the the freaks that are going to take advantage that's right? it and use it to their advantage so how that's do you you got to draw the line you just have to draw the line because of risk benefit right and it's right. and again like if a if a man looks so much like a woman that i don't know it's a man i don't care i don't know who's in there Right. I mean, you look like you belonged in here, but I would feel uncomfortable if I walk in. I'm just speaking for myself. Okay. This is just me. 
And I know I've said a whole lot of things that people are going to cancel me for today, but this is the truth, but it's just the truth. I don't want to pee next to a man that I don't know. Right. I don't. I do not. In a stall, I don't know. But if you're in a urinal, if it's in the men's room and like, you know, that. <laughs> or, I just, there's some things that I'm more comfortable being around other women doing. I just, there just are. That's when your private parts are. You're doing. I mean, Kristen and Amy, I would go to the bathroom in front of either one of y'all. But if Mitch and Chad were standing with the door with you, I wouldn't do it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's weird. I know. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, it's listen, we just dove into some highly controversial topics. But hopefully what we're doing is normalizing the conversation to where you can say what you think. And if you don't like it, look, I'm not telling you that I'm right. I'm not telling you you that you have to agree with me. But I do think I have a point that should be considered and I shouldn't be silenced and canceled for having a point of view right. that makes me an American. <laughs> well, and this is just how we talk through things. Like we're just literally, yes. this is how people talk through. I mean, you just, because you just talk I through. Don't, I don't want to be allowed to talk without trying to think of like yes. the right words to say. Well, or- here's the thing. I'd be the first person, and y'all know this about me, to stand in line and beat someone's tail for hurting a transgender person because of that, what because they're, they're transgender. Because they're transgender. I, right. exactly. I would be the first to knock someone's ass out for that. Like I, exactly. I hate bullying. I don't like, I don't like people treating people that way. I, I will defend their rights to dress and do what they want. Right. It is about how you run a democracy that works and is safe for all them. And it means we all give up a little bit, right? We all have to give up a little bit of our rights because I can't just do whatever I want to be a citizen. Anyway, long and complicated. Lord, we've covered it all. Anything else we need to say before we sign out of here? A lot, but we're going to have to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, let's uh, (laughs) let's jump off the merry-go-round from hell today. And we'll get back on later. We'll get back on later. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. Hey, reach out to us. Tell us what we can't see, please. We don't want to be blinded by our own, you know, ideologies or our experiences. But just, hey, if you reach out, don't be an asshat. Yeah. Right. Just think about it. We're just trying to figure it all out. But we really do. I mean, out, we welcome yes. all, all points of views. You know, we really do Absolutely. get a lot of awesome messages, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if like the haters are just talking behind our backs or what. But yeah, like, that. It's not even about hate. It's just we want different points of view. We really yeah. truly do, y'all, because that is what we invite the conversation. Absolutely. And and it helps us. It really does. And it helps everybody to actually talk about it instead of like push it to the side. It's like just like, you know, pushing it down. It's or just be res- screaming and screaming at people who don't agree with you. Oh, well, God, no. Yeah. yeah. No. But, and, and also though, we like to have conversations around facts not because the way we can feel about things that that's normal for us to disagree it's normal Mm -hmm. for us to all feel differently about different things Mm -hmm. but where are the facts that we've got to go back to that's what we got to kind of try to stay focused on yep yep all right thanks y'all we'll see you later Bye. Bye. bye